1: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with
0: Alex Bernard Rasmussen, co host Catherine Brandt, Andy Bernard, Bernard,
2: and Reverend Christopher.
1: Reverend Christopher's in studio. Ari Middleman will join us. Paths of the Righteous Stories of Heroism, Humanity, and Hope. See, all you got to do is look for the, the uh, family podcast, and you get stories of heroism, humanity, and hope. Mm-hmm. Actual good news. Will we get arrested for giving people good news? Do you think it, we might just <laughs> probably, probably, probably I be arrested. Probably be arrested. I wouldn't
2: doubt it's it. It's not allowed. There, Tom. Don't, don't,
1: don't stop Shh. doing that. That's stop. terrible. You can't control people who are happy. Apparently, so that's good. Anyway, we'll take a break. Be right back. Ari Middleman will join us right after this, along with Reverend Tim. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? Plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with you.
3: Uh, Maybe.
1: (laughs) Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
4: Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here. And if you're like me, you've got some
2: serious riding planned.
4: Never seen you looking so
1: bad, my funky one. I said my funky one. Catherine calls me my funky one all the time. Tom, how are you, you, my funky one? (laughs) Chosen term of endearment. Just let me know where Ari Middleman is ready to go, Andrew. I believe he is. That's the middleman. Ari Middleman, how are you? Hi, how are you? Magnificent. Uh, I I just warned everybody, Ari, that you were going to be on. The reason I warned him is because you've got good news in the... You watch the news, there's no such thing as good news. So they're going to have to stay on their toes if you're going to deliver stories of heroism, humanity, and hope, paths of righteous, of the righteous. It's, it's, I'm looking forward to this. I really
4: am. Uh, uh, well, thank you. I mean, the bar's been said hi. I don't know if I'll be able to meet it. But, uh, no, no, you can I, meet I it. To deliver good news. No, I think it's the whole
1: thing. Uh The first two paragraphs of the descriptor they sent to me, and by the way, you can pick the uh, book up anywhere, certainly at Amazon and all the rest. The book is available. Paths of the Righteous, Stories of Heroism, Humanity, and Hope is available everywhere. Throughout history, Jewish leaders have shown our community and and humanity what it means to rise to the occasion. But do you know the stories of non-Jewish luminaries that uplift our community while inspiring their own? In Paths of Righteous, discover eight individuals have gone above and beyond for Israel and the Jewish people during a difficult and turbulent period. Ari, you know how wonderful it is for you to be doing this. I mean, seriously, it makes me feel better, and I'm not even involved. What does that tell you?
4: Well, um, you know, what, well, you are involved. I mean, we've had great momentum since uh, the book launched in uh, February, and um, I'm just honored uh, as we're hitting the uh, summer vacation uh, um pace that uh to be on with uh uh, with you and others in minnesota
1: wonderful wonderful i i just love the story though all all these people helping one another because you just all right do you think we're in a situation can we ever turn around the mindset of the world and certainly america that uh there's always a bad guy there's always a victim everybody no one's happy do you think we'll ever get past that or are we just too human to get past that
4: well, I think we can only be uh, optimistic. A lot of this book, um, uh, the, the reason behind it came out of a very dark, difficult period, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Okay. And um, what happened in uh, uh, October 2018 in Pittsburgh at that synagogue on that Saturday morning yes, took yep. me to my court yep. and to the community very well. Um, and uh, that being said, uh, the next year, even with record unprecedented anti-Semitic violence and, uh, from California, there was an awful synagogue attack through uh, New York, New Jersey, the most diverse part of the world. There was other deadly violent anti-Semitic attack. Throughout that process, though, my wife, after uh, many, many years of trying, she um, uh, became pregnant. So uh, we always are focused on the optimism and what what lies ahead. And that was really uh, how this began.
1: So how did you discover all these things, Ari? Uh, How how did you come to know all these things about uh, these certain situations?
4: Well, so the book profiles uh, eight very different, um, just everyday uh, uh, um, leaders—four men, four women, uh, some black, some white, uh, a Latina woman from um, some from the United States, some from uh, from Um, abroad—and I, frankly, just kind of met them by happenstance, and I'm just deeply grateful that each of them uh, gave me their most valuable resource, just like you're giving me uh, yours—their time—and our conversations uh, veered from the personal to the philosophical and everything in between. And um, I, I learned a heck of a lot and, you know, thank goodness the uh, readers are as well. Um, as we've had a lot of momentum since the February launched.
1: How many, uh I mean, obviously, it must have taken you a while to find these stories. How how, how did you find them all? Because they're, I'll just read this one line, black, white, and Latino from Africa, Europe, and North America. You will meet four men and four women you won't soon forget. How did you know about all these people?
4: So in, in, in two instances, uh, it, it, these were folks that I had known for um, some time. Oh, okay. Uh, just, right. uh, but in other instances, uh, I had seen them um you know at a stage uh at a conference sometime over the years and friends were kind enough to make an introduction um and in other instances i have no problem just making a cold call and i'm very grateful that uh in each instance the folks uh took the time away from their their busy schedules to uh let little old me pepper them with questions and um Yeah, the, the, the book's a fast read, I will say. I mean, people have bought this book and finished it on an airplane. Um, I've heard that more than once. I've had other people tell me they finished it in a in a weekend. Um, I think, frankly, each of these people, these wonderful um, uh, leaders, they they deserve their own standalone book. Um, you know, I only do kind of 4,000 to 5,000 word fast-paced short stories uh, to give uh, mm-hmm. folks a real snapshot of um, uh, these incredible folks. You know, Ari, it's so great uh,
1: here because Reverend Tim Christopher is in studio A Black Man in America today. We just had... I always introduce him as a Black Man in America today. Though. Check me out. <laughs> Check me out. But Ari, it's so great to have everybody Reverend, in studio. Reverend, pleasure to
2: meet you. Thank you. Yeah, you too. You too.
1: Absolutely. Um, uh, Catherine, my wife, is here. Our son, Andy. Our daughter, Alex. I mean, to, to have the family sit here and listen Yo, to hi, the Oh, hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Yeah, they're all here. But, but it's so great for our son and our daughter to hear you and Reverend Tim talking about very positive things. Not everything's been worked out. we got a long way to go in a lot of areas. But I love our children, Andy and Alex, hearing very positive things from two men today. I, I think it's great.
4: Yeah, look, uh, I think the black community and the Jewish community in this country um, have been uh, incredibly natural allies. I found in the researching of this book Um, Something I did not know, and I profile uh, three diverse uh, black leaders in in the book, um, that the last public address before that awful day in in April 1968 Mm -hmm. in Memphis when Dr. King lost his life, the last public address Dr. King had was in front of a group of rabbis from across the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's,
1: I mean, all that means so much. Now, that was a tough period because I'm of the age. I'm 70 years old, so I was, I believe, 15 years old at the time. I had not turned 16 yet. It was, it's been a pretty tough road to hoe, Ari and, and uh, Reverend. It just, having that news delivered to you at such a at such an age as 15, 16 years old, that was very, very difficult to take. There's no question about that. So, uh I've been kind of keeping that in my back pocket now for the past, so I guess, 50 years, something like that. Uh, I, I hope that we, we're we getting better and better, even, even little steps, baby steps. I, I hope we're getting better with all these situations. Uh, Ari, I was talking to Reverend Tim about the fact that um, – We had a great guest. I do a morning show in town as well on the local radio show. I've been doing it for 37 years, and we had a guest on this this morning. Andre was just a great guest talking about this is the anniversary, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson being allowed to play in the major leagues. That word Mm -hmm. allowed really upsets me, Ari. I will tell you, I don't like that word, you know? Agreed. So you well again, uh, allow time to get there that you if you want if you want to allow extra time to get someplace, that's fine, but allowing a human being to do something is just it just is never gonna sound right to me. Do you
4: think well, I guess'll i play off of that um and, and use the term aloud i'm uh as I mentioned originally from Pennsylvania. I mm-hmm. used to have a condo literally down the street from um uh Independence hall. Oh. And our founding fathers, uh, they allowed all of us the opportunity uh, to form a more perfect union. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure what perfect means, especially uh, in this day and age when things are pretty uh, topsy-turvy. But, um, you know, I think we should always strive to form a more perfect union. That would be really, really nice.
2: Could, can I ask you You're question? You're
4: all over it, Reverend. Absolutely.
2: Hey. Uh, how are uh, you doing today? Um uh, question. If,
4: if You're good. I'm good. Right, that,
2: that, I'm good. <laughs> thank, you go. thank you, sir. I'm good. Hey, <laughs> what what made you write this book? Did something happen? Did, did you just wake up one morning and say, you know what? Um, I just need to put a little love into the world and I want to show something, um, something different. Uh, what made you write the book?
4: Uh, thank you. Yeah, that 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 question comes up often uh, at events around the country. We've had because uh, I'm still pinching myself, and I don't consider myself an author. But uh, the truth is that I didn't set out to write a book, Reverend. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, it was it was it was a tough time. It was an emotional time with what happened uh, at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and then in April of 2019, on the last day of Passover, there was another uh, violent attack at a synagogue outside of San Diego, California. Um, Two weeks after that, um, I had uh, no interest in going to this program, but my wife was organizing it in our uh, home community in Maryland, and difficult to say, know um, your wife, as, as, as each of you know, and uh, mm-hmm. the program, um, you know, but I had been in a suit and tie all day, and I just really had no interest in going to an evening program and uh, sitting and uh, making uh, small talk, but I went and I was going to go for five minutes, that stayed for the entire two hours, the speaker, is the first leader I profile in my book. Um, he's uh, right out of central casting six foot five dark skin, um, uh, son of Jamaican parents, a firefighter in South Florida who has spent uh, his vacation time going over to Israel to put out wildfires by terrorists. So, um, I, I stayed and I said, my God, that's a super inspiring story. I had no idea who this fella is, but, uh, um, out to breakfast the next morning and uh, we became fast friends and I realize that there's a lot of folks like that that are completely out of the headlines that are just doing really noble
2: uh courageous work yeah we don't we we don't we don't get to see them much because the news and everybody else likes to focus on what's ugly in the world um, i I am right here in um, Minnesota. And a lot of the work that I do is in Minneapolis. And there are a lot of people that you never hear about. Just like what you were saying with this guy who is doing work, who is helping people, but you don't hear about that. You hear about the ugly that comes out of there. And that, that's, that's pretty cool to have someone motivate you enough to where, you know, you want to write about it and you want to write a book. Um, it's, it's you don't you don't you don't get that much from people anymore because there's not much people want to offer anymore. Everybody's have closed off here lately um, to anything and to everybody to the point that nobody opens up to be able to hear a story like this guy said to you or your 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 book that you wrote. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I
4: fully agree. I appreciate that.
2: And we was talking about. Today, when, when I got here in Tom, when I was talking about uh, what do we see, you know, pretty much what do we see the world? Do you, do you think that there would be a time that we can all come together? Do you do do you feel that are we, we so far apart that we, we can't bring this thing back together and have everybody understand some, you know, understand each other?
4: Well, it's it's a difficult time in the United States, and I think um, around uh, around the world. Yeah, uh, that's not me yeah. saying it. That's that's that, that's the FBI. I mean, we have uh, uh, hate crimes at record levels, not just against the Jewish community, but um, uh, just across the board. And hate is hate. Um, but it, I think there's to a degree there's a role that the government can play. But I think much larger, it's um, it's it's, it's Folks like yourself, reverent and congregations and faith leaders, uh, teachers, and then just conversations around the uh, um, the dinner table with uh, with families. That um, we had an event uh, in New York um, with uh, the Latina uh, woman I profile, uh, who's, who's from Miami, and um, you know she she pointed out that uh, you know, each of us. Um, uh, observant Jews who are noticeably Jewish, uh, uh, you know, each of us are an ambassador, uh, in a way for our community. And we might be, she, 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 she was saying it much better than I am, but we might be standing at a bus stop. Uh, and there might be someone from the Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic also standing there. And regardless of what they read or what they, they see on TV or in the movies, you know, that, that's just human interaction, uh, uh, waiting at a bus. Um, you know, uh, really frames a lot of people's worldview. And I think probably both of you in a city as diverse as Minneapolis uh, uh, know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's
1: like I I said, to have the family here listening to this today, I think is very, very important because I do uh, that. Again, I mentioned that morning show. I do. I, I try to watch the news. I have a very difficult time doing it, but if you, uh, you dig kind of deep. Uh, you can find people doing really, really nice things. There were many, many stories this week, as a matter of fact, about people helping other people. <laughs> Something has happened, and I want to ask you know uh, Reverend Tim and Ari, I want to ask you too, and, and uh, of course the whole family. I've had a bunch of people on this show, as a matter of fact, just yesterday, the day before, whatever, A man, an an Italian friend of mine from Detroit, I uh, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida at the time. That's where I met him. I have not heard from him in 45 years. It was the last time I heard. His name is Mick Rizzo, and he called into the show, and we put him on the show. And then I can't say the man's name because there's a surprise coming up for him, but I haven't seen him in 25 years. And his family reached out to me and asked if I would come to an event. Are are people reaching out, just trying to find some happiness now? I mean, the fact that I haven't talked to Mick in forty five years, we had this magnificent conversation, talking about all these very positive things. Are people at least trying to reach out and look for looking for happiness?
4: Well, I, I would, I would uh, defer. To, it's a your Reverend to go first.
2: I, I I don't. I mean, I mean from what. What I run into, and this is just my my experience um, dealing with people and dealing with um, those around the community. Right now, I like I said, I, I just don't see that, Tom.
1: That's so
2: sad. I, I I don't see people willing to come together to be together. Now, the community that I work in, you know, they shoot each other. You know, yeah. I mean, let's it let's. I, like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna call it the way it is. So, the only time that uh, in the black community right now, you know, people are talking about coming together is when we release balloons because somebody's dead. Somebody's died. Somebody's got shot. You know, only time we come together is when, you know, they want to protest the police or something like that. There is no, I mean, Juneteenth is coming up. So, everybody's going to use that as a a means to come together. But as an everyday getting to know your neighbor or finally just opening a door or open up to people. I, I, I really just don't see it right now.
1: That's so, that's really unfortunate. Ari, what do you think about that?
4: Well, unfortunately I would, I would uh, agree to a large um, part there, but I would, uh, cause I'm always looking for the positives. Um, Good. I like thing. that. We have a, yeah. We, we, we have a two-year-old daughter, so I'm always, uh, you know, trying to stay positive uh, uh, stay positive and uh, be, be a good role model. Um, you know, we're coming up on 110 days of the Sopha war in Ukraine. And I think yeah. as divided as our country is, as uh, divided as uh, the world is, I think, by and large, there's been unprecedented unity. Uh, that congregations of all sorts have done all sorts of incredible volunteer work and philanthropy. Um, folks that aren't part of any faith congregations have opened up their back pockets uh, and, 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 and helped out. Um, you know, so, you know, I think that we should always look, um, albeit small, I think there are examples of, uh, of, of unity and coming together.
1: Well, again, as long as there's some sign, I guess I'm okay with that. As long as there's <laughs> somebody out there trying to do a better job, I guess I can, I can live with that for now and we can keep moving forward. But it just seemed like too much of a coincidence that, you know, a few people reached out to me in the last few months and uh, in, in the last week, those two. But uh, there's got to be a reason why they're reaching out and just looking looking back at better times, maybe. Maybe that's just what it is, they're just looking back on happier times. You know. that's
5: why 80s and 90s uh, uh, nostalgia bait is so common right now, I think. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. You know, the reason everyone's mm-hmm. so into that is because everyone's like, oh, let's let we'll just pretend it's the 80s again for a little bit. You know, Stranger <laughs> right. Things is huge, and that's another. It's back yep. to the 80s. Even though the show itself, you wouldn't exactly want to live in that world, it's still like, you know. I think the idea of being hunted by actual monsters in the 80s is more palatable than living in the 2020s. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a
1: problem. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Can we as people, and this is for Ari and Reverend Tim, can we as people do things in our own lives to make, make it easier for everybody else? Maybe, is there anything you can do as an individual? Just try to live a better life yourself. Would, would an example help?
2: I mean, to me, it, I always tell people, stay in church. You know, oh, you're
1: gonna get some people mad at you for I,
2: saying no, that. No, I I, 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 realize that. <laughs> I understand that. But I, I've got to say that because of you know, like I, I always tell people, I, I, I don't, I don't try to come off being perfect or act like I'm perfect. But I know what did it for me. I know what turned my life around, and I know what made me start going out and wanting to try to make other people better. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I think we've gotten away from um, being, being spiritual like we're supposed to Mm -hmm. and just going out and and basing our life off of what uh we should be doing as uh as as christians um and helping other people i mean when when i go out and i do things that makes me feel good it it, it really really does when people hug you and say thank you for it that makes you feel good and i think that's what it is i don't think we got enough feel good moments People just don't have enough feel-good moments in their life anymore. We need feel-good moments. And I think if you go out and you help somebody and you bring somebody up, Mm -hmm. you're making them feel good by what you're doing for them, and it's making you feel good for doing the things that you're actually supposed to do.
4: Are people out there – oh, go ahead, Ari. Sorry. I was going to say I I, I agree 100%. um, And uh, as I mentioned, so my, my, my book is eight. Uh, Christian leaders, everyday folks who've gone above and beyond for the Jewish community, um, and you know, let's be honest, some of them are a little more spiritual and religious than um, uh, than than the others. Uh, but what I found, um, and for those who haven't read the book, uh, each each chapter uh, uh, is an attribute, uh, and I found that more. I, I spoke with them, I realized each of them had a innate and unique value, and I think. That when combined, uh, those eight uh, attributes and values, um, uh, you know, really make for uh, um, some secret sauce. Uh, I by no means have uh, uh, have that secret sauce, but I learned a hell of a lot in the um, in the writing and the researching uh, and interviewing process. Um, and as I've gotten to know these folks better, as we've been doing a, uh, a really robust book tour. Well,
1: yeah. So in other like
4: words, I think here. that every I think everyday uh, folks. And look, I mean, I think there's probably thousands of people out there um, uh, similar to these eight. Um, but unfortunately, there's tens of thousands of folks. Uh, and we can picture coworkers and neighbors that they keep their head down, they look the other way. You know, it's a lot easier to do that throughout mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more difficult uh, to take the path that, 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 that these individuals chose. I mean, these eight individuals, I don't think. For any one of them, this was a lucrative path. Uh, it certainly wasn't the easiest. In some instances, they were completely ostracized by their community and their uh, and their peers. But uh, to a person, they each told me it was just the right thing to do.
1: Ari and Reverend, do you think all those years ago, in the late 1960s, when people decided— and I'm not a, an overtly religious person. I grew up Roman Catholic, and it was a big, big deal to my mother to be Catholic. There's no doubt about that never judged anybody else because they weren't. She was not like that at all. But do you think the fact that we've kind of, uh, you know, uh, one thing I will say about the black community and the Jewish community, you've come together much better than, like say, in my case, the Catholic community. Um, Do you think it'll be important, whether you believe God is just a, a short term for good or, you know, that whole situation, do you think we're missing that element where people used to come together? Reverend and Ari, well, used to come together, whether it was at church or at shul, whatever it was, uh, that it made them feel better, and they just don't do it as much anymore. Do you think that's part of the problem?
2: I do. Like I said, uh, when it when it comes to understanding what you know what God wants from us and want us to do, if you look at it, um, at the end of the day, it's basically teaching you to help. One another help one another, and if you help one another and you help one another in a group, then you're going to be around people. One of the things that Ari was saying was that people walk around with their head down, right, and and yeah. they don't look at each other. Nobody says hello to anybody anymore. That's right.
1: Very true. <laughs> oh, oh, Alex
5: is
0: <laughs> Mike. I am a runner. And so I run outdoors. I say hi to every person I run Me by too. or I, I wave at them. I'd say 20% of people even acknowledge that I was yep. near them. No, it's and true. It, they're all adult people. It's not yep. like it's, you know, teenagers and we're like all fully adult people. And I just, I know it's a, it's a lot of the same people too. And that, cause like. You run at kind of the same time of day and whatever, and there's, like, all these people that every morning I'm like, hi, or good morning, and they just don't even look at me. I was just going, I go, hi, or not.
4: This is making me me very sad because I have a confession to make. I've never been to the state of Minnesota. I've been blessed to go all over the world. Uh, But I was always told of uh, that Midwestern uh, friendliness and charm. I thought it was just an East Coast thing. Not anymore. That's It's always
0: been. <laughs> as a oh, part. no, there's the Minnesota, <laughs> well, it depends Minnesota on where nice you are. is definitely, and what it depends on
5: where you are. Like people yeah. up north, I found tend to still be like that, whereas people around the cities not so much.
0: Nice. Well, but then like you know, a lot of the time, like your neighbor will do lots of really wonderful things for you, even though you didn't need to ask. Like, I don't right. know. There's there's certain things that are definitely.
2: Minnesota, nice. Well, well, Tom, you know how we are in the black community. We walk by each other, we say, "What's up?" Oh, all They'll, the time, right? All the time. Yeah, absolutely. We don't. We don't even do that anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, you 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 well, walk by. Terrible. You walk by somebody, and and it's it's just looking one in the, each other in the face, stone cold face. And that's why I always tell people: smile at somebody, so somebody smile back at you. Yeah. yeah. If you smile at somebody, people usually smile at you, right? Typically. It, 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 to usually you know and so i think that's that's what we've gotten away from we we've just gotten away from that whole feeling that we want to make somebody feel good because we don't feel good ourselves mm-hmm. so we're not reaching out anymore. i think that's
1: the answer is that how we feel is more yeah. important about than how you feel yeah. and i don't understand it can't we all feel good that'd be nice if we get all. I walk through the halls of this building. We're in about a five-story building here. It's a, a big land. It takes up a lot of land. It's a big, you know, very long and very broad, only five stories. But people, I've been in this building now for a couple of years. We have. And people have gotten to be, gotten more used to the fact that if I'm walking past them, I'm going to say hello. So some of them now respond who didn't used to respond because they know I'm not going to give it up. That every time I walk by, I'm going to go, good morning. How are you? Mm-hmm. they're gotten better about it not all of them not all of them have gotten better about it but uh i think is there one thing that, that the two of you or everybody on this panel uh sitting at this table right now is there any there are any a couple of basic things that you can do to just make yourself feel better while you're making others feel better there's got to be a couple of things right helping people out uh we just went to a a um The Bloomington, Minnesota Police Department were giving out ice cream cones to little children, and just to be among them all was wonderful. Everybody was in a great mood. Nobody was mad at anybody. The kids were just ecstatic about it. Uh, I had a wonderful time. went to a fundraiser for the Smile Network, which uh, Kim Valentini runs. She fixes... uh, Cleft palates on people all around the world. Basically, a lot south South mm-hmm. America. I mean, but she's been to Africa. She's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I've had a wonderful week, Ari and Reverend Tim. I've had a wonderful week watching people help other people, and those people are a lot happier than the other ones. They're um, they're helping people makes them very happy, which I really enjoy watching.
4: You know, I, I would just say. Um, What's happening in Ukraine is deeply personal. It was 20 20 years ago. um, 20 years ago in April, I made my first trip there, um, and I've been back many times, um, uh, primarily with the Jewish community. Um, Last month, uh, nine of us from my synagogue in Maryland uh, went to Moldova, which is a uh, very small country um, right there on the border. Uh, Not a member of NATO, not a member of the... EU. Why do I mention all this? So the average age of the trip was... um, somewhere north of 75, um, oh, okay. but yeah, really yeah, committed community leaders and philanthropists, and uh, we were only there for two and a half days, and I was uh, as, as the one who coordinated all this, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little intimidated as we were making our way to the the airport. Uh, you know, it's just really going to work out, two and a half days, traveling halfway around the world, um, you know, adjacent to a war zone, uh, and each of them, uh, even though these were jam-packed days, the two days on the ground, each of them, uh, and in particular the two-year-old men, they they both said this was the most energizing uh, and meaningful two and a half days uh, mm-hmm. uh, of my life. Um, and you know, I, I've been thinking about that. It's been over a month, but I guess when you you know when you see a little five-year-old or six-year-old uh, light up, uh, cause you're offering them a Hershey's kiss uh, oh. or something like that. See. You know, and they haven't they haven't seen their dad or their older brothers uh, at that point for, you know, 90-some days. Um, you know, it, it just it ma- makes, it makes it all better. No doubt. The book is called Paths of the Righteous Stories of
1: Heroism, Humanity, and Hope. Ari Middleman, M-I-T-T-L-E-M-A-N. The book is available everywhere. Ari, thank you so much. You're a very kind man. Uh, you're a hell of a guy, Ari. I never met you in person, but I could tell you're my kind of guy.
4: Well, I've been all over with this book tour, and I'm hoping to get to, uh, to Minnesota. So, um, But the same, thank you. I really appreciated the chance to chat with you all. Oh, it was terrific talking to you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day.
1: All right. You too. Bye. We'll take a break. Be right back. Got one more segment coming up right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 1115 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will, too. Continuum weight and Wellbeing: life beyond weight loss mode. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Ari Middleman. Very very nice man. Just wants people to be happy. That's it. Wants to point out who the he's got eight people. They're very very helpful and happy people. Uh, and I just love the fact that he he came on and talked about that uh, at length. Uh, Reverend Tim, you had a nice conversation with him. I thought.
2: Yeah, that was that was um, that was pretty cool. Uh, with, with that host to be able to talk to him uh, about. Uh, Actually, you know, like I said, making people happy and just him staying positive. Yeah. Just being a positive yep. guy. You know what I mean? Yep. We we're sitting there going, holy smoke. And like, like I said, you was talking about your situation at Costco. I went down to Texas, <laughs> and I wanted to buy this 10-gallon hat because I, I definitely, definitely wanted a cowboy hat. I to see oh, you yeah. with that yeah. right no, I was in Texas. looking. I was looking. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I was looking cool. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> good. Look good. Riley that was just, Thank you very much. The wife was loving the hat, so that's all that mattered. Right, I don't that, care what anybody would But that's But here rough. I am about to buy a $300 hat, Tom. And I've got this little kid, and I can understand. I mean, it was hot. And there was no, you know, it was it was what, like one of them little storefronts. It didn't have any air conditioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I I can understand that he was he was probably and it was at the end of the day. And he was probably in one of those moods like, look, I'm 17 years old. I need to get out of here. I've got friends I need to. But it was just the rudeness yeah, that, that, that yeah. did not get that sell God. over the top. So I, I, I understand your Costco thing, but I, I left Texas without a 10-gallon hat, so I was pretty bummed oh, about so that. Oh, you didn't get the hat? No, I didn't get the hat. Couldn't you go out and want at the airport? At, airport hat? No, I didn't want it. No, airport no, no. <laughs> You not
3: want the airport hat. I didn't want
2: the airport hat. I wanted a, a real cowboy 10-gallon hat, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. And, and yeah, this, this kid kind of just blew all my smoke up, and I was like, wow, Okay. And I'm leaving Texas. I don't have a hat, and and he's out of a sale. So yeah, look at that. Yeah, but you know, had he had he just answered a few questions, um, even being rude, if he would have answered them, mm-hmm. I probably still would have bought it because I really wanted that hat. Yeah, really wanted the hat. <laughs> but nope, I don't. I don't have a hat. So you know, listening listening to to, the, to this guy and saying, you know, he found what eight people right mm-hmm. that he did a eight he did people. a story yeah. on. You know, I'm I'm sitting there going, I, I I'm gonna go out tomorrow. I mean Saturday. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go out Saturday, and I'm gonna find me eight people, and I'm gonna ask them their story. And I like and it. And see what it is. That's a good it's, idea. Yeah, and and see what the deal is. It just just to have a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. to have somebody in yep. your face long enough that you can talk to somebody. That we
1: have funny. a caller. I
2: believe it's Craig.
1: Craig, how are things on the border?
3: Oh <laughs> oh it's fun. Uh, we just elected the first uh, Mexican born uh, senator and pretty much everyone's going nuclear down here, so that's cool. Why are they going nuclear
0: in a good way or a bad way?
3: <laughs> Isn't good nuclear? Is there is such thing? No, it, well, the the liberal, uh, the liberal left progressive, they, they spent uh, they spent six million dollars down here and bought a radio station and if you look at who came out to vote is that the majority of the people who came out to vote for for this woman uh 98 of it was hispanic and they right. voted straight Repu- they voted republican that's what i heard and, there, the oh republican.
0: yeah i read about yeah. that that that's yep. been a democratic stronghold right
3: yep. yep and so now so now everyone is like you, you listen to like public radio down here which is you know purgatory uh, <laughs> That <clears throat> that they they're they're screaming about right white racism and and you know how like you know what? this is uh, she's she's basically the a Hispanic white supremacist and you know the classic <sighs> hitting the, hit, mm-hmm. hitting hitting the, hitting the beats, but uh, listen oh. uh, is the Reverend there? Reverend's yeah, he's here. Reverend, yeah. I am one of your biggest. I'm one of your biggest fans. I've been wow. following you as uh, as. As soon as you came onto the radar, uh, I have, I have two questions for you. Okay. Okay. Number one, have you, have you read that Minnesota, uh, the department of Minnesota, uh, mental health report yet? No, that I have. Came out,
2: uh, to- uh, no, no, oh, okay. I, I have not. Okay. I, I've, I've been busy on these gun bills, so I, I haven't, I have not.
3: Uh, in this report in this report from the Department of, of Health for, from Minnesota is that they, they, for the first time in, in ever, is that they added a new metric to the report called the, uh, loneliness, loneliness, uh, incentivized, like SERP or something like that. It, it's a metric of how many people in Minnesota, to, uh, when they filled up the Minnesota Department of Health surveys declared themselves to be lonely or they have less than one best friend. And this is the first time that this metric has been added to this report. And as of right now, uh, 65% of Minnesotans surveyed in this report say that they're lonely and they don't have anyone to talk to. Oh, and there it is. Also, it, also in this report, uh, they, they they say something about the Japanese uh, effect. And what they mean by this is that they notice that during COVID-19 and actually in 2022, water usage in Minneapolis and St. Paul has skyrocketed. And one of the reasons why they think that water usage in Minneapolis and St. Paul is skyrocketing is because lonely people are taking more showers, warm showers, because it stimulates the effects of being hugged.
2: Oh, God,
3: that's so sad.
2: Yeah, I've never... I have never heard that, my friend. I, I've never heard anything, anything like that. And, and that, like Tom said, that that is sad really to is. know that you know people are not getting the the warmth and the warmth and the love that 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 they need. I mean, wow, that that is huge. I
3: I, I have a copy of this report, and I would I'll, I'll find a way to contact you on Twitter or something. But I definitely think you should read this report.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've just been uh, crazy busy, you know, with this hair, this gunfight that we're about to get ourselves into. But, yeah, that that sounds like it. Uh, that sounds like something that I'll definitely get into. I mean, and it is same thing with the homeless people that I deal with a lot is, you know, when 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 I am talking to them, you know, it's like it's hard. Not not that I'm trying to get away from them. But because they don't talk to people a lot or people don't talk to them a lot um they 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 have a lot to say so i'm 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 with them or around them for for a while so in a way, I kind of understand uh what you what you just said but yeah let me let me let me let me check that out man
3: okay and and then I got a two part question if if Tom will allow it absolutely guy I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, one, at Saturday uh, Saturday at nine fifteen PM, the the Minneapolis Shot Spotter system was so overloaded it shut down oh, and had God. to be rebooted. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that the thing is, is that there were so many gunshots Saturday night that the sh- that the Shot Spotter system, the buffer that ran the system, overloaded. Uh, two, did you watch the Frontline special? Uh, that that the pine, that the Star Tribune did.
2: No, I, I did not. Okay. No.
3: So so the thing is, is that like, and and I and I apologize if this sounds racist, but
2: everything sounds mm-hmm. racist today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Was, you, yeah. You you say a black ant uh, attacked a red ant. That sounds racist. So just <laughs> go for it, bro. Just go for it.
3: Okay, so Juneteenth is coming up in Minneapolis. Sure. Uh, There's a report coming out in the next couple days that police officers have been taking that time off and that historically in Minneapolis, and and I mean this with all due respect, that Juneteenth is one of the bloodiest weekends for the Minneapolis area. Historically, for the last three years, more gunshots and murders have com- have been committed on the Juneteenth weekend. So, Rev, my question is, is that if we know that the co- we are understaffed, under-equipped, and that we don't have the police force to enforce laws in Minneapolis, and that we have these events coming up with Juneteenth, historically, If we're concerned about public safety, don't you think the Minneapolis City Council and the mayor should cancel these events?
2: No. Because I've I've been to uh, all the Juneteenths at the parks since pretty much they was having them here, and I've not had a problem. So I don't know where that report comes from. That we all can't get together sometime and not act a fool.
5: I doubt it's coming from the events themselves. I think it's just coming from the street. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, you give people some time off. They're going to take advantage. Pretty
5: much, yeah. I mean, it's the summer. Summer always has a huge spike in gunshots. And and all uh, holidays tend to as well. Because, like, yeah, people are just wandering the streets. You know, they're going to get in fights. And just random violence, I think.
2: Sure. No, right. that that part I understand. But at the actual event, is that did I did I did I miss something? You mean at the actual well, event that that there's yeah, shooting I just, and I
3: just it's just that the thing is is that like with the environment and that it's probably going to be one of the hottest weekends in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, yeah it sure is. Yep. Yeah. And historically, and then historically speaking, is that. In Minneapolis, when the temperatures are over ninety degrees in the evening, homicide rates increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just saying, is this that like, like does like shouldn't the, and I and I mean this without the with a hundred percent do like
2: respect, no I, no I understand what you're saying I, I, and that, I, that's why I'm I, I feel, I'm saying no I, I feel, I'm saying, okay. I'm so saying no now, to that and and like I said before. Um, you know, the Juneteenth that, that we've had have went off with a hitch. There's been parties. I mean there was a big kickball tournament down in uh in on Humboldt with uh with over probably about six, seven hundred black people uh in the park right there in Humboldt this weekend. Humbled and um, thirty uh, thirty seventh and there wasn't a problem. There there was, there was there was a there was a cookout. There was a cookout uh, on 38th, with uh, a lot of black people, that wasn't a problem. So if if but that's the mindset of some people thinking that black people can't come together because of certain things, see that's why that's what that, that's that's a large that's a large part of the problem. Um, some of the things that, that people are hearing um, through the media a lot of times that we can't we can't get together and do things um, is just a lie. Um, there's things that we can get together and do, and there's there's things that you know that we can't so as far as Juneteenth goes, I just don't see anything going crazy there because everybody knows the rules so that's the difference
3: so so would so here's so here's kind of my thing though, is that there's there's talks right now on Twitter is that they're thinking about putting a curfew for the weekend do you think that would be a wise
2: idea that's fine they they, they want to put a curfew on I, I i've i've always said that dude i I'm, I'm one of the people who who's out here saying that this governor if he ever wanted really do something for anybody you know he says he he does this and does that that's a damn lie but um <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the people who says there needs to be a curfew. On the weekend, there should be a curfew. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. Th- that, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's a no brainer, my friend.
3: All right. Okay. Last question. Last question. When are you running for office? <laughs> there you go.
2: Hey, I, like I told you guys, I couldn't run for office. And I'm going to tell you why because I'd be smacking people. I, I would not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Y'all, y'all think I'm joking when I say that. Like the black, like the black uh, Democrats that that call him. I would, I would, I would. No, I can't say that on air because then <laughs> then somebody would be saying that I'm threatening somebody. Yeah,
1: that's true. I'm
2: just saying I I wouldn't put up with a lot of things that these black Democrats are doing. I I would not. So to keep me out of jail and me, my wife getting to coming to Tom and asking Tom if he can go on air and ask people for bail money. <laughs>
1: I continue, yeah, there you go.
2: I, I keep I do what I do behind the scenes. And, and a lot of people, you know, if you – I talk to a lot of people, my friend. I, I really honestly do. There, there's a lot of Congress members. There's a lot of uh, uh, Republicans that I talk to, um, some Democrats if they give me the opportunity, but in trying to make a difference and show them the difference. I just had Matt Burke. In my car, driving around North Minneapolis, you know, a a few weeks ago, uh, giving him the layout of the land and showing him what's going on. So I do everything I possibly can do, you know, to make a difference. And I don't care who it is, Republican or Democrat, independent, you know, it it doesn't matter. I just want a change and I want to see a change and I want the killing to stop. I like it. Thanks, man. Thank you, you, sir.
1: Have a great day. That's going to do it for the show today, Reverend Tim. You got to come back more often. Great well, you,
2: to see you. The, you let me know, Tom. I'm here.
1: All right, we'll get it done. Thank you. Thank for your you, time, sir. sir. I
2: appreciate you having me. Thank you.
1: We'll talk to you tomorrow with All the right. family.